This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, Episode 36. In this episode, the moms chat about some great YouTube channels, catch up on listener recognition, and share three more day-in-the-life interviews. <laughs> mom, where's mom, my math book? Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, 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 mom. Can I have a drink? Mom. Why is the dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat? 20 minutes, 33 seconds. And how has your past, oh, I don't know, like two weeks or so been? <laughs> yeah, again, we had a... Uh, quite a big break again but you know life happens so <laughs> life is getting away from us as usual but we're doing really well um i've actually been uh um my my weekend planning that i've been doing lately has really been working well which means that our week is going better so i'm pretty happy about that i i've switched to just using a plain old notebook because i'm like enough with trying to fill in blanks and and yeah. forms i just need a notebook just write it out so <laughs> Oh, I figure, you know, by the time the kids are ready for college, we'll have this figured out, right? Yeah, that's what I figure. <laughs> so, no, it's going really, that's going really well. I just got a new notebook and started writing stuff in it. And then um, each weekend, I look back at what we did over the week, and then um, anything we didn't do, I move it to the next week, and take it from there, and it's going there really well. Yeah, tweaking as we go, and spending a lot of time... Um, which I never did before. This is totally new for me. I've always meant to. Um, actually going to YouTube and finding videos, little short videos, five, ten, two minutes, um, on the topics that we're studying for the week. And, um, I've been filling up my YouTube channel. Um, so I'm gonna put a link in the show notes if anybody wants to look. I have an actually a history channel, or not channel, what do you call them? Playlist. I have a history playlist and a science playlist. So that's where I stick the videos that I want to show the kids during the week. As we get to that topic, then we'll go watch that video and it's working really well. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, breaks up the, the monotony of just doing the same old, same old and, uh, you know, grab the, 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 um, laptop and, watch a couple of short videos and we actually have been watching some of the longer videos because I found um, a couple of, right now we're doing Africa for our elemental science. Yeah. Um, we're doing the African grasslands. So we're learning about like savanna animals, lions and cheetahs and elephants and such. And um, found a couple of really good long documentaries. So we just watched one of them last night because the kids love documentaries and, and Adam actually enjoys them too. So that was really fun. So I think I'm, I made a mental note last night to remember that um seems to work really well doing it at night. So let's like save the long ones for the night so that I have more time during the day for the other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. We even watched a TED Talks finally. I've been meaning Yay. to watch TED Talks. We watched one called Dinosaur Shapeshifters. I put a link in the notes because it's really an amazing video. It was only like 20 minutes long. But, oh my gosh, it was so good. I highly recommend it. It's all about how, like, they've discovered all these dinosaurs, and they named each one of them a different name, but really a bunch of them are actually babies of the other ones. So they've got, they had to get rid of a bunch of dinosaur names because they really truly aren't three different species. It's just the young, 
the like the baby, the juvenile, and the, the adult. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, but they're not three different dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting. So the kids and I were learning about that last night because my uh, sister-in-law had mentioned something about there's that the Triceratops is actually the baby. It's not. There is no Triceratops. Although, because that name has been used so much that according to this video, the Triceratops name was kept, but it was actually the, it was a different dinosaur. I can't remember the name. How much <laughs> different could it look when it was an adult? I mean. It's different. It's, it, I know it, they're enormous, huh? Wow. No, it's bigger. It has like a hole in its frill instead of, yeah, you have to go watch the video. It's really yeah, good. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Because my sister-in-law said, did you know that they discovered Triceratops it doesn't exist, that that's the baby? And Somebody I'm like. Somebody tell the doctor. Because, I mean. I know, right? He had a triceratops on dinosaurs on a spaceship. I know. <laughs> and we all cried. Remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um, I googled it and I found a TED Talks and uh, about it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's see what else. So our science and history is going really, really well. We're actually getting to the projects. We made yeah. uh, chocolate chip or peanut butter chocolate chip cookies last week because we're studying about the Industrial Revolution and um. And our history odyssey had us doing, um, making cookies so that we could practice doing assembly line. Um, oh, I was wondering how those it. two things were going to fit together. Yeah. <laughs> so we did like Tiran had, we made the dough all together and then we, and then Tiran like scooped the dough and no, that's right. He and it ended up, he didn't like doing the scooping because it was really messy. So I scooped the dough and gave him and rolled it into a ball, gave it to him. He rolled it in the sugar and, um, put it um, sort made like a row of them and maven took those and added um a chocolate chip on top because we had chocolate chip in the batter but she wanted to stick one on top of each one <laughs> and put them in the pan to cook and uh yeah it worked really really well and she you know so she had her part he had his part i had my part so yeah it was very it was very fun and they were really good cookies too <laughs> Yum. So that was fun. And let's see, we've been going on field trips like crazy and doing activities outside of the house. So we haven't been home that much. Surprisingly, we're still getting a fair amount done despite the fact that we haven't been home. But um, we've gone to Crystal Cave, which is in Sequoia National Park. This is our second time going. I have a link in the show notes if anybody's in California and wants to see where that is. And um, we have a new science co-op. We're doing Harry Potter science with a group of friends, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, we had a field trip to the Discovery Center, which are, is our local science center and museum. And let's see. Well, and before that, we went on a fire station tour with you guys. That was yeah, fun with that all was of fun. our friends. Yeah. And we've been having lots of play dates with friends. And I've still got, I'm still keeping really busy with all my freelance website work. So that's actually earning us money to be able to go on our field trips, (laughs) which is really helpful. (laughs) So that's nice. I'm keeping very busy still with the freelance work. And the kids are really into Sketch Tuesday now. I can't remember if I mentioned it before. It wasn't in the show notes, so I'm guessing I did not mention it before. But I don't forgive so. me if I have mentioned it before. But anyway, I'll put a link in the show notes for Sketch Tuesday because the kids have gotten really into this. This is a um, a website that every week the woman has a challenge, and um, she says sketch something. Um, the first time we did it, th- this recent time that we did it, um, it was sketch something um, with wheels. So Maven decided that she's going to make every single challenge a dinosaur. I mean, a dragon somehow. So she made a <laughs> robot dragon with wheels and Tyrion made a robot with lots of wheels. <laughs> and then you like take a picture or scan it and send it in to her and she puts it up on a, there's a gallery for each challenge and she puts it up on Flickr in the gallery. So the kids get to see there's amongst like 50 other kids artwork. It's really cool. Cool. So they did that. And then it was sketch something in, that lives in the forest and sketch something. This week is sketch something. 
some or last week was sketch something blue so that was fun um let's see and amazing race 23 starts tonight Yay. so this won't this this uh episode won't be out yet tonight so you won't be hearing this till after it's ours but so if you didn't know that it was had already started head over to the website i put the link in the show notes and you can watch it online um but yes very excited we're gonna watch it live are you guys gonna watch it tonight um we can't watch it live lack of cable so um we'll, well watch start, it. it's you don't what? even have the you have the basic channels don't you Cause it's I do, not, but it's I, 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 I have to go through too much of my television oh. to get to them. We <laughs> never use them ever. So I'll just wait and we'll watch it tomorrow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to make a night of it. So I'm very excited. In fact, I might even go out and get some popcorn or something. That's mm. <laughs> we're like making a whole family night of it. Plus we can't watch our internet. Internet, like if we watch it on the internet, we got to watch it on a computer. I'd rather watch it on my big TV screen. I have a much bigger TV screen. Yeah, see, I can watch it on the big TV screen, even yeah. though I'm watching it streaming. That so would be cool. I have that advantage. Yes, I'm hoping to get a Roku someday soon. I love my Roku. <laughs> so let's see. And then lastly, I just was going to mention that we are doing art projects galore. I'm so happy with how, how things are going with art projects. I've, I've managed to uh, to pull stuff out. Even when I didn't remember to plan something, I'm like, all right, I've got all these supplies. It's not very hard to just grab something and go, okay, we're doing the foam shapes today here you go <laughs> you yeah. so yeah it's going really really well i'm having a lot of fun with it and also and really enjoying our homeschooling with art facebook group that we created that was that's really cool yeah people are posting stuff galore we're already over 400 members on there and it's only been in existence what like less than two weeks yeah so <laughs> i now i'm sure uh, now that we've mentioned it on the show it's probably going to explode and people are posting some fantastic stuff they really are i've been really impressed and the thing that i really the thing that i main reason why I started the thing and why I'm really glad besides the sharing of great ideas is that people are posting what they're doing. I love that. They're posting, this is what we just did today. And, um, and so that's like so inspirational, not just posting links to art project ideas, which is fabulous too. It equally is wonderful, but just, it's neat to see what somebody just did that day, you know, with their kids. So cool. So I've been trying to do that too, posting art projects that my kids have been, been working on and then it inspires other people. And then, and then it also kind of gives you the kick in the butt to, hey, I better go do some art with my kids, because that's what I wanted it for, for me to help me remember. <laughs> Get yeah. out there and do some more art with your kids, you know, and go back to that episode. What episode number was that? We'll put that in the show notes. I will the one that it. we did, Homeschooling with Art, you so you it. can learn more about it. So anyway, so what was your last couple of weeks like, Becky? Well, um, they've been pretty ordinary, actually. Um, (laughs) Organizing has been going really well for us as well. Um, Though now I've found that I'm, now that I'm um, lesson planning more than a week in advance, because prior to this year, I always just lesson planned week by week by week by week. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and now I'm lesson planning, like, all all of our um, curriculum that we have right at the moment, I have lesson planned out all the way to the end Mm-hmm. Final, you know, to the final lesson on each one. And I find that some weeks we don't get it all done. And I was freaking out about this. And I was like, how do I fix this? Because, I mean, if we didn't finish a lesson on October 15th, but I have it lessened out all the you know, uh, I have it planned out all the way until February, how do I fix this, right? Yes. Well, um, our friend Lex mentioned that her homeschooling um, app that, that um, she uses um, she can bump lessons, and I had no idea how to do this. And so I contacted the people who make Homeschool Helper, and uh, I got an answer back in like uh, seven and a half minutes. Wow. And they walked me through exactly how to bump lessons. Oh, so, nice. Yay. 
Um, so again, awesome work for the um, homeschool helper people. That was yeah. awesome. They got back to me so quickly, and the fact that it's super easy to bump lessons. Yeah, very cool. I have to get an iPad. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm really. I, I'm loving this thing. That's awesome. Like I messed up and didn't and didn't think about the fact that we're off on October 14th for Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> I love our school, and um, I had lesson planned on the 14th, so I had to go in and bump all of the lessons, and it took about. I don't know, five minutes to bump all of the lessons off of that day and nice. move them on to the next day over. And it moves all of the, the lessons after it to the next day. So it like bumps all of them a day forward. Very pretty, nice. Yeah. We've also been going on a lot of field trips like you, uh, mm-hmm. many of them with you. Yep. The, the fire station and the crystal cave. Yep. Um, we did go on a field trip on our own to the Chaffee Zoo. Jack had just finished um, doing animal classification for science so we went to the zoo and we walked around and we had like this little checklist of questions you know does it have fur does it have feathers does it have scales does it have live babies and all this kind of stuff and he was able to figure out you know which ones were um, reptiles and which ones were mammals and all that kind of stuff so that was fun and we got to see the new um you know we have a new king cobra i heard i haven't been there since at the chaffee zoo and a new uh, komodo dragon i don't remember seeing the komodo dragon before and he's oh, big, right. he's yeah. huge, and he's like right next to the, the uh, King Cobra. Hmm. And our King Cobra experience was a little disappointing. He was asleep. <laughs> so he kind of just looked like a really big snake. But yeah. his enclosure was awesome. Like they've rebuilt one whole wall of the reptile house, and it's, oh. just, it's fantastic. Neat. It's, it looks like an old, like, like ruined temple inside of it. It's oh, really- very cool. Yeah, so I was very impressed with that. So we had a lot of fun at the zoo. And then next week, we're going to the big Fresno Fair. Oh, yes. I'm very much looking forward to. We really like going to the fair. I just hope, fingers crossed, that it's a cool day. Yeah, it never is when the fair is around, huh? Sometimes it is, but plus we go at like 8 o'clock in the morning because it's for education, so we have to go super early. But um, hopefully it's cool because it's a nightmare when it's hot because we like to go to the baby animal area and everything, Mm -hmm. and it gets oppressively hot and smelly in there. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. Also, there were um, a couple of YouTube channels that I have noticed lately that some of the homeschool groups that I'm part of have recently discovered. And I'm making little quote marks around my around the words. <laughs> and so I thought, I'm going to share them here so that you guys will be able to say, ah, I discovered that too. <laughs> uh, first of all, just so you know, I adore Hank and John Green. And these channels are um, hosted by Hank and John Green. They're also known as the Vlog Brothers, if you've ever huh. seen um, the Vlog Brothers videos. Huh. Um, and John Green, actually, if you go back to episode 34, I was talking about how the fact that I was sort of obsessed with John Green books at that point. I, I think I'd read three of them at that time. <laughs> um, so the two um, channels are Crash Course, and that one covers history, chemistry, literature, and a few other things. But their, their main channels are history, chemistry, and literature. And they're... Um, and biology, too. Oh, biology. Yeah, that's what I said. And more. Yeah, and more. Yeah. And um, their um, educational in that they take a concept, they break it down, and they teach it to you with fantastic graphics without talking down to you. Um, I was watching, like, I was actually watching the biology ones recently while I was making dinner. I I think I watched three or four of them while I was making dinner, and it was just fascinating. (laughs) And then there's SciShow. 
And SciShow is different because it does do the thing where it teaches you stuff, but it takes stuff that's in the news right now. Like the very latest episode, they were talking about the water that was recently found on Mars. I saw that. We watched that last night. Yeah. Yeah. So they're talking about things that are, that are going on right now, plus introducing you to other concepts and things like that in science. Right. right. So Crash Course is more like a, um, like a class kind of thing, like they're teaching you something. And right. SciShow is more of a current events kind of thing. But both of them are awesome, awesome, awesome uh, That's so funny that you mentioned panels. those because we just watched those this week too. We so watched the Industrial Revolution one. Yeah, a bunch of my friends are like, or a bunch of people that I follow on in homeschooling circles. They're all like recently discovering. <laughs> well, I had seen it before, but I, I just went, I just go to YouTube, whatever the topic, like we're doing Industrial Revolution. So I just plugged in Industrial Revolution into YouTube and it came up and Wow, that was really, really interesting. Aren't the graphics fantastic, too? Yeah, yeah, I and he's funny. <laughs> yes, that's, that's the other thing, too, is that the, the guys that do it, Hank and John Green. Um, they're not related, are they? Yeah, they're brothers. Oh, they really are? Huh. Yeah, that's why they're called the Vlog Brothers. Oh, right, duh, I missed that part in the beginning. <laughs> I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Okay, got it. <laughs> that's, that's like when people ask Fred and George Weasley if they knew each other before <laughs> the <movie. laughs> I find that, oh, or Danielle, I, um, Danielle and I were watching, um, the sweet life, life of Zach and Cody one time and she was shocked that they were really brothers. I'm like, oh, they're twins. How could they, uh, no, they just met at the audition. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hank and John Green, they're brothers. And, yeah, but they're um, not twins. No, they're not twins. <laughs> but I just, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, um, they, they have a, actually a whole bunch of channels, um, that they do through YouTube. Um, Very but cool. Vlog Brothers, Crash Course and SciShow are the ones that I follow the most. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into really... their video game channels. Oh, and I see the link over to the side on featured channels. Yep, there I have to follow. I will subscribe to Vlog Brothers now. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm really excited to dive into more of these um, because I really felt like we got a lot out of like the Industrial Revolution breakdown that they did. Was Tyrion, on the other hand, probably being old, younger, that it's kind of an older content, or at least that specific one that we watched. It was really, really fast and a little bit too in depth for him, but I think he still yeah. got something out of it. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I do have to stuff. say, that Crash Course does move very quickly, but um, really, really, like it makes your head spin. It moves so fast. I'd have to watch it a few times to really get it all. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, but it, it it's really good content. It is it's it's really really fun, good, so. and it's so good that I I have no problem watching it again like another time. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I get a lot of information from the Vlog Brothers um, podcast too. Um, people may have seen uh, John Green's video going around recently about the high cost of healthcare and that kind of thing. I mean, they mm -hmm. cover really excellent topics on the Vlog Brothers um, oh. show as well. So I, you know what? I'll go ahead and link that one in the show notes too, um, cool. because they really do co uh, cover a lot of really great um, current event kind of things: the cost of healthcare, uh, what's going on in Syria. Way back when, they did a great one about Egypt and what was going on there. And sometimes cool. they're just silly. Sometimes they're, you know, it's just John and he's videotaping himself in an airport. But, <laughs> and he, you know, and he's talking about the fact that the voice keeps coming on and interrupting him while he's trying to record and stuff. So, I mean, some of them are really funny. Some of them are very topical and all of them are fantastic. I have yet to watch a single video by them that I didn't like. Yeah, and they seem to be pretty kid-friendly, although yes. maybe some of the the topics may be, like, no, over I, their heads. But, yes, yeah. I, but I don't believe they have any content that is not. There is another channel called Sexplanations that's... Um, 
um, Hank Hank Green without John. That Which one is not pretty so obvious. Much, not always yeah, so kid friendly. Not so much kid friendly, <laughs> but also an excellent resource for information. Oh, good. Yeah, I won't link that one in the show notes. But if you're curious, it's Sexplanations. It's like there Explanations with an S. Thing. Okay, so um, also this past week was Banned Book Week. And I was a total loser and didn't get my annual blog post done. I have I have two things. I was going to say. No. I know. <laughs> I have two things that I blog about every year, and that's Band Book Week and Halloween. I will still get my Halloween blog post done. Don't worry. Okay. Um, and um, I was so upset with myself that I didn't get it done. But uh, I am pleased to say that this year I managed to read seven of the top challenge books for 2012. Cool. Including Looking for Alaska by John Green. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you wrote books too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he has written several. In fact, he's got one that's coming out, uh, looking for Alaska, I think is the one. No, the fault in our stars. Um, he is actually being filmed right now as a major motion picture. Oh my gosh. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So, um, I've read, uh, four of his books now. I still need to read paper towns and a couple other ones, but, um, I literally just discovered his books about three months ago and I'm almost completely done with reading all of his books because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're that good. So, cool. yeah. So now is the time we'd like to take a break for our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. Do you remember what it's like to be an adolescent? Postcards from Youth needs youth photographers' images and words to participate in the conversation. If you have children aged 11 to 17, we invite you to have them submit photos they have taken of their surroundings, family, friends, community, interests, and concerns to our website, postcardsfromyouth.com. And now we'd like to do some listener recognition. So our first comment is from Rachel, on, and she commented on Facebook. I'm sure you get so many messages like this, but I wanted to personally say thank you for everything you ladies do. I'm new to this homeschooling thing and stumbled on your podcast by accident the other day, and I have spent every free second since listening, (laughs) reading your blog, visiting sites you mentioned, looking up books you talk about, and more. I have so many more incredible, fun ideas thanks to your podcast. So thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. That's so sweet. (laughs) It is. And I'm curious how how you stumbled on us by accident. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what you were Googling when you found us. Yeah, that's true. That's a good question. We'll have to ask her that. Yeah. And from iTunes, we have a whole bunch of reviews that we've gotten since we last uh, did some updates here. So we're going to read off a few here um, from Not Prunes, <laughs> which is a great name. <laughs> the title is like listening to your friends have a good conversation. This is my must-listen-to homeschooling podcast. I love listening to Tina and Becky talk about what they have been doing lately. (laughs) They come up with great topics, and they are funny. Oh, are we? Okay. (laughs) We try. (laughs) We laugh at each other a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned a lot from the podcast and find myself laughing or nodding my head as I listen along. It really... It's really nice that they talk about homeschooling from a secular point of view because a lot of the resources I find online are religious and my family is very not religious. Also, not so much about the content, but in general, 
Their sound quality, it's always very clear, which is so nice because a lot of podcasts have quote unquote interesting sound quality and it makes them easier to listen to. If I had to recommend one homeschooling podcast to people, this would be the one. Keep it up, please, ladies. You're doing fantastic. Well, thank you, not prunes. <laughs> thank <laughs> that you. That was very, very cool. It was. And I wonder, like, when I find myself laughing and nodding along with things I'm listening to and all the people around me think I'm crazy. I yeah. <laughs> Especially since I do a lot of my podcast listening while I'm shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would really make you look crazy. <laughs> and we have an iTunes review from Book Fairy, and the title is Bow Ties Are Cool. Yeah. Are, as are fezzes. <laughs> I love this podcast. The chatting at the beginning of the podcast is probably my favorite part as I get a glimpse of what other homeschoolers are doing in their lives. And the hosts give you a time code to skip this if you really don't like it. I get a ton of wonderful ideas throughout the show, and the show notes make it really easy to find what Tina and Becky were talking about. Thank you so much for this wonderful secular podcast. Well, Aww, you're very, welcome. very welcome, Book Fairy. I like the name. Yes. <laughs> and Lost Princess, um, whose ti- the title of this is New Listener, says, Just listened to my first two episodes of this podcast, and I really enjoyed it. Great tips and good chemistry between the two hosts. We'll definitely keep tuning in. Thank you, Lost Princess. Yeah. Well, and considering we've known each other for like, what, 11 years? Somewhere around there, yeah. Since yeah. you're pregnant with Danielle, so yeah, that would be right. Slightly over 11 years, maybe like 11 years, six months or so. <laughs> I hope we have good chemistry. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also on iTunes, we have So True 23, and the title was Very Fun and Informative. I really enjoy your podcast and find it to be very informative, especially when you mention good curriculum slash books and give a mini review. My homeschool is secular, so this podcast is perfect for me. Please keep podcasting. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, we may have some gaps sometimes, but we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere, exactly. (laughs) And the reviews, we're planning on doing a whole show of reviews next episode, actually. We talked about that, so we are behind on some of our curriculum reviews. So look for that coming up. Yes. And lastly, we have Louisiana Mommy T, um, who titled hers, Wonderful Podcast. This is my favorite podcast. The hosts are so relatable. I feel as if I'm sitting down with girlfriends and having a chat. I always leave this podcast feeling empowered to tackle homeschooling. Keep up the great work, ladies. Thank you, Louisiana Mommy T. Thank you. That's very nice. It's always good to hear that kind of stuff. I tell you, keep them coming, guys, because it makes our day when we read these kind of things. Yeah, every time I see a new one, I take a picture of the screenshot and send it to Tina. I'm like, oh, we got a new review. She texts me, and I'm immediately like, oh, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Dean's like, what are you all happy about? I'm like, we got a new review! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you haven't yet done it, head on over to iTunes and give us a review, so... Yeah, because you'll make us smile. Yeah. (laughs) So now we are going to continue our day in the life interviews. Um, We have three more to share with you today. And so we are pleased to present Jay, Lynn, and Christy. Today we have Jay, a homeschool dad with us. We're so happy to have you today, Jay. Thank you. Glad to be here. Very excited to have a dad's perspective. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little about your family, your children and their ages, and where you live? All right. Well, I live in uh, Denver, Colorado, Mm -hmm. and uh, we currently have three kids living in the house. I have a 16-year-old daughter in public school, Mm -hmm. um, but she's considering staying at home and doing online learning. Fun. And I have a 5-year-old son who uh, will be starting what the state calls kindergarten this this Uh fall. And then we have a two-year-old um, as well. Ah. And um, how long have you guys been homeschooling? 
Um, I guess this would be the second year that um, you would call that homeschooling. We we were really interactive with the kids when they were little, Mm -hmm. and I guess nobody told us we were homeschooling. We were just (laughs) doing what you're supposed to do with your kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then last year we just decided to call it homeschooling. So this will be our second official year coming up in September. Cool. Very awesome. cool. So what caused you guys to decide to homeschool? Uh, the state. Um, <laughs> they they told us that no matter what, uh, our son wasn't going to be able to start kindergarten till a year after we thought he was ready. Hmm. And um, so we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what to do from there because he was already developing his reading habits. He was working on what would be pretty advanced math for a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And when we were reading what they were going to teach him in kindergarten, we realized that he was going to he was going to get bored if they didn't bump him up. Right. But he's also he's also a little fella. And oh. so we were, were were still worried that if he were to go into school and then get pushed up, that he was just going to get pushed around. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. Of course. And so we looked at Montessori schools and private schools, and as soon as they showed us what it costs, we stopped looking at Montessori schools and stopped looking (laughs) at private schools. Yeah, Yeah, they are pricey. And at that point, we just kind of sat around and thought, well, what do we do? And it, it didn't take us very long, but suddenly one of us was just like, well, it's homeschool. We've known homeschoolers. Hmm. We... We've met homeschoolers. We we chat with homeschoolers on Facebook that were our friends 20 years ago, uh-huh. and they seem like normal people. So, <laughs> which you know, we, we're kind of coming at it from the perspective of not knowing anything. So, of course, we all we had that natural habit of looking at things from like worry. But uh, right. So we just decided, well, let's try homeschool, and we started researching it, and we just decided let's run with it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very now, cool. um, we like to ask people, what kind of educational philosophy do you follow, if any? Not everyone does, so feel free to say you don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't – I've read about some of the philosophies and such, but I've, I've actually tried to not research any ideas yet uh-huh. because I guess our philosophy is until Sam figures out what his philosophy is, <laughs> I don't want to – I don't want to taint whatever any of his education. Right. You know, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to let it happen for now. I have many, many, many years to figure out what we want out of this. Sure. Now yeah. we just have to figure out – he has to figure out how to sit down and learn how to listen to what dad's trying to say. And I have to learn how to sit there and listen to what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to bog myself down with the wrong idea, even if it's a good idea. If it's wrong, I'm not gaining any ground, right? And uh, and I think also it's too for us. We're we were concerned about the cost, and I've noticed that it's too easy to spend money in the wrong category if you're not sure what you're doing. Oh, sure, and get a lot of stuff you never end up using. <laughs> yeah, you know there are message boards full of hey, I got nine hundred dollars of curriculum that I don't right. use. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and we kind of said, well, we'll buy as little as possible and see where that takes us because then if we buy a workbook 
and it doesn't work out, then we're just out the price of a workbook. We're not out the price of a whole kindergarten curriculum. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, so we don't really I but I would say we're we're sorta school at home but we stir in a lot of unschool and, you know, kid participant uh, schooling. If he wants to learn about asteroids this month, then that's what we're learning about. And if mm-hmm. he wants to learn about uh, the American flag next week, then that's what we're reading. And we just kind of drop some of the stuff off. And and then the rest of the day is kind of fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Now, do you use any sort of plan or planner, like online planner or paper and pencil planner? No, I actually sat down and decided I was going to try and design my own plan, my own curriculum. <laughs> and uh, I realized that was a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us do it, though. Yeah. It is time consuming. <laughs> it did. It took, and it, I actually spent more time trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing than actually doing it once yeah. I took the first step. Um, but once I decided how to break up a school year, uh, I started to decide what I wanted to teach. And then I wrote it all out on three by five index cards. Mm-hmm. And then I just sort of broke it up into categories. And then I would write out, well, I'd like to start with this. And then I noticed that I could sort of grab another index card and say, well, see how it kind of goes into this. Mm. And then I could write a little more, and then I could say, well, I can bring in this, and then it would bring in a little more. So I could turn one trip to the zoo into four or five different things that I wanted to teach. And from there, I was able to complete what I considered one term or, or you know, seven weeks worth of school. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Now awesome. we have to see if it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it'll probably change many, many times <laughs> as time goes on, as you figure things out, and then also as he develops too. <laughs> That's yep. what, that seems like every year I do something a little bit different, at least. <laughs> yeah, not, and I'm learning that uh, a goal is nice to have, but there's also a level of realism that's coming to me where I I want to teach something or I want to explain something, but if he's not listening, it's right. or not. Yeah. And if I can't find a materials that I'm looking for, it also isn't it, does, it just doesn't come to fruition. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just life gets in the way too. Yeah, there's always <laughs> amazing those dishes and the laundry. <laughs> yeah, all that good stuff. <laughs> so, we know there's not really a, a such thing as a typical day for most of us, but uh but if you had a typical day or what 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 was your what would your average day look like? To just get a taste. Well, an average day for us is it, it starts out kind of the normal way. We you know get up, breakfast, dressed, all the the normal life stuff, and then our goal would be at eight thirty we try and do something uh, physical. We try and go for a walk, or we try and um, watch uh, karate for kids video mm-hmm. that I have. Just something to kind of I, I say get the wiggles out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, at 9 o'clock, we start what I call school. So I walk around and I make a, a bell noise and I say, okay, it's time for school. And then <laughs> I break it down into the, a two-hour block of two or three subjects. Mm-hmm. And that takes us to 11. And so in that time, different days we do different things. So I feel like we're always changing it up. So he doesn't always feel like it's always the same, you know, stuff. Right. I mean, he's five. Yeah. Needs a break. 
Um, but it's also subject to how the boys are doing because I do have the two-year-old around, and he wants to participate, but he doesn't have two hours of tolerance, and neither right. does the two-year-old, really. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's, there's a lot of breaking up of things. It's a lot of, well, let's finish half this worksheet together, and then you can get up and go run around and jump and skip and hop, and then when you come back, we'll take on another topic. Yeah. And uh, after that, it it's uh, – lunch and put the baby to, to nap and while the baby's napping uh, Sam does independent studies and it's where he decides I'm either going to read or write and he's just responsible for taking care of it himself he's awesome. responsible for picking out what he wants um, he's responsible for telling me what he did and I just like the idea of that because A I kind of know where he's at while I'm putting the baby to bed Mm-hmm. And also, I think he likes it because it gives him a little more pick and choose and a little freedom. And and so we tend to get about 30 or 45 minutes of reading out of that. And then uh, we have a one to three block, which is more f- um, non-basic uh, stuff. So that's when we'll talk about um, – uh, art or literature or anything like that where I need the baby to kind of be asleep where we can really talk and discuss things where it's Sam and I working together. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and then that's my second block is till three. And then at three o'clock, usually everybody's up and that's chore time. And so we have the house cut off in sections and then we do a different zone every day, uh, as much cleaning as we can in that zone. Hmm. And then that's our day. And then normally throughout the day, we have um, music playing, uh, all different genres and styles. Uh, Thanks to Pandora, you can make so many different radio stations Mm -hmm. that I sat down and I just designed as many radio stations to represent as many different types of music, jazz, blues, rock and roll, you know, folk, whatever, opera, classical. And then we... Instead of just naming it opera, I numbered them all. So there's one, and it's opera. Number two is something else, and number three. And then we go to a website and get a random number, and then we listen to different styles of music all day long. Wow. Picks it for us. That is really creative. I like that. that's a great idea. I might have to do that. I've been actually thinking about um, paying for the premium membership of Pandora so I don't have to get the commercials. Do you have the paid membership, or do you just tolerate the commercials? (laughs) We tolerate the commercials, and sometimes we use the commercial. I kind of like them because if we turn on a radio station and the kids are like, yeah, I don't know if I like this, I can say, well, let's listen to it until the commercial. Oh, yeah. And then we'll check, we'll, we'll change channels. Yeah. And so, but see, it, it, it opened up some different music for us because Sam discovered the band um, Thin Lizzy, an old uh-huh. rock and roll mm-hmm. band. And he decided he loved them. So <laughs> we made a Thin Lizzy radio station and added it to the list. Awesome. And so now it, that brings us into different music. And so we try and point out songs or um, like if we're listening to something a little more classical, we talk about, you know, what do you what do you think's going on right here? What are you feeling? You mm. know, is this happy? Is this sad? And uh, and then the rock and roll, like when certain songs come on, uh, like We Will Rock You by Queen, uh-huh. <laughs> both the boys get up and they go dance. But Yay. then, you know, the fun part of that is is now they're dancing, they're feeling the rhythm, they're feeling the music, and I can incorporate that into the idea of teaching them music. Yay. So, 
it that seems to really work. Cool. I like it. I really, really like that because I've always wanted to have more music playing and I just don't think of putting it on all the time. But if I had Pandora on, that's a really good idea. I may steal that from you. <laughs> I really yeah, you're it. welcome to it. <laughs> See, we're learning new things, Becky. I love it. We are. And let me just mention, I just discovered the children's indie radio station on Pandora. Oh, really? It's children's music that does not make you want to rip your own hair out. <laughs> that's always wow. nice. Yeah. It's really a good station. Very cool. So do you uh, get involved with any local homeschoolers or homeschool groups at all? Uh, yeah, this this year we discovered a group called the Common Ground Homeschoolers. Uh, it's a local group, and they're a, uh, they're a local, secular, all-comers, all-welcome group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really lucky to find them. I searched for Colorado homeschool groups, found one. Um, and was invited to go to the zoo and went there with my kids and the group kind of just left us behind. Oh. And uh, they weren't really, I don't know, maybe they were just shy around new people because we were shy. Right. But it just, there wasn't any connection and I was really, you know, sad about that because I thought, oh no, you know, this is just going to be me. I don't know that I'm comfortable with, you know, this whole thing just being me. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's already a little weird because I I did find a couple groups but they one group specifically said four moms and yeah I was like, oh so okay can't get that one and uh, so I searched around and found this group and they had a teachers night out where it's just the parents and everybody goes and sits and talks and has coffee and oh, nice and they have park days and and just all kinds of stuff and and co ops. And field trips and dances and, you know, game nights, just anything you can imagine. And so when I got into this group, I was just blown away by how friendly and how active a community I had found. Very cool. And uh, awesome. we haven't taken advantage of a lo- of all of it yet. With uh, the, Sam just now really getting into what I would, you know, what people call school starting. Mm-hmm. And Ollie being so little... We haven't joined a lot of the co-ops because a lot of them take place during nap time and all mm. the things like that. But in a year or so, the baby will be able to be skipping naps and go on with his, you know, his normal life. And so right. we're going to really jump in, jump in at that point. Right? Mm-hmm. Are there other dads in the group too? I mean, at, uh, that are the primary homeschoolers. Uh, well, they told me there there were a couple other fathers, and I've met one, but I haven't met more than that. So, but I've met a bunch of husbands. The the husbands I've met are very active. Oh, good in, in schooling. So that's really cool to talk to them. Um, but the moms took me in as you know a friend. So awesome. it was it was really really nice to just meet a bunch of people who are like, you know, we mean it when we say everybody's welcome. And uh, yeah. And it was also nice because I wasn't breaking any ground. They have their other fathers, their active fathers. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was just one of a few. But, hey, at least I, I wasn't the first. Right, right. No, that's really awesome. That's, that's wonderful that you have that opportunity in your local community. Not everybody has that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really nice. And everybody um, is real open about where they're at. And so – and the boards are real easy to post on so you can just say, hey – in two days, I'm going to go bowling. Who wants to show up? And sometimes people do. It's just yeah, nice. yeah. We have that here too. I love that. We have such a large yeah. community. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I think that covers all of our questions. Is there anything else, Becky? Do you think of? 
I can't think of anything. I can't either. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jay. This was really wonderful having this chance to chat with a dad. I love that. We actually have yeah. quite a few uh, local dads. I've, I know a handful of local dads that are the primary homeschoolers, and it's always awesome to to have that that variety mix in there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're a, we're a growing group. You really are. There really are more and more. And uh, in fact, I know another family that just recently converted. Like the mom decided to go back to work, and the dad is. Um, is now like they switched at one point it was before that was the other way and yeah it happens all the time now it's really really wonderful to see yeah Mm -hmm. it is it works out well for us too my wife was just uh she had a better career track than i did and um it just seemed like it was easy enough for me to stay home sure anyway and then it just it just gradually grew into homeschooling and full-time staying at home and all that and so yeah, it's just that's, my new career. That's wonderful. It sounds like you're doing a great job of it, too. Yeah, we're, we're sure enjoying it. Wonderful. Well, great. thank you so much. We really appreciate you being with us today. You're welcome. Thank you. And thank you for doing the podcast. I really do appreciate listening to it. Oh, we're so glad. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, today we have Lynn with us. We are so happy to have our first UK interview. So welcome, Yay! Lynn. Oh, thank you so much. It's sweet to you. So exciting to hear the accent. We love the accent here, you know. (laughs) So why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, your children, their ages, that kind of thing. And obviously you're in the UK, but maybe um, where in the UK? (laughs) Well, I live in Lancashire, which is in the northwest Mm -hmm. of England. Um, Usually rainy. (laughs) Very, very hot temperatures. It's 29 degrees and it's... uh, it's very difficult for me. I'm not used to the hot weather at all. I'm married. Um, my husband's name is Barry. We've been married for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And we have two daughters that we homeschool. I have Eliana, who we call Ellie, and she's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And we have Rosie, who is seven years old. Cool. So how long have you guys been homeschooling? Well, my girls haven't been to school. But we began formal learning with them when they were, you know, when they both reached six. Mm-hmm. And so, so why did you guys decide to homeschool? <sighs> oh, my gosh. A big question, right? <laughs> Very big question. Um, well, I decided when my oldest was four months old that it was really what I wanted to do. I'd been hanging around on some um, forums and discovered that you could actually homeschool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was very exciting and I couldn't bear the thought of being apart from this beautiful little bundle of joy uh-huh. <laughs> my husband however um said I was completely crazy <laughs> and no <laughs> he said no 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 <laughs> so, we, I kind of left it just researched like crazy as you do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then when she was due to start school, we had another conversation about it, and she didn't get into the school that he wanted her to get into, mm-hmm. so he was more open to the idea then. Oh. Uh, he said, well, I said, well, why don't we try it for a year and see how we get on? There you go. Mm-hmm. And we haven't looked back. Yay. Awesome. So um, what sort of educational philosophy do you follow, if any? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I really think, oh, I think of myself as a bit of a schizophrenic homeschooler. <laughs> Can I even say that? Oh my gosh. Um, I began reading about Charlotte Mason when I had little tiny baby Ellie. Uh-huh. I really loved her ideas about being outdoors and good reading, no twaddle, narration, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we, so I started schooling Ellie when she was six and we followed that approach for a while. And then I found out about Steiner. Ah, yes. So Waldorf education. Mm-hmm. So we integrated a little bit of that. And I think we kind of followed a year of that quite closely, um, his ideas quite closely. And then the more I looked into it, although there were lots of things that really appealed to me uh, about it, the festivals and sort of that cherishing of childhood, Mm -hmm. I didn't really like the curriculum Mm long-term, how it would pan out Mm long-term. So then I kind of did a bit of a backswing to Charlotte Mason's ideas, um, <laughs> um, classical education, because I would consider Charlotte Mason as quite a classical educator. Oh, yes. think I think so. I know that there are people that argue not, but they're so close, I think. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we are today, really. Um, I use more formal curriculum, more purchased curriculum now than when we started. I kind of made things up as we went along when we uh-huh. began. But now they're older, um, and time-wise as well, I find it much more convenient to use some purchased curriculum, like um, writing with ease, and we use Math Mammoth. Oh, you like oh, Math yeah. Mammoth too? Yeah. Yes, we love that. It's fantastic. I am yes. so math-challenged. I know. Isn't it wonderful? She really, the yes. way that she presents math is just wonderful. Yes, I really like the um, approach to it. Mm-hmm. This, in the schools here, it's, it tends to be more of a spiral approach. Mm-hmm. Whereas Math Mammoth, it's more building and more mastery approach, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the spiral approach is just too, too frantic for my brain to cope with. So I really like Math Mammoth and the kids get on well with it. So awesome. I'm pleased with that. Awesome. <laughs> and um, do you use any sort of plan or planner for your school year? Ah. <sighs> Becky, <laughs> I adore planning. <laughs> You're like oh, Becky then. <laughs> all those kinds of things. Um, I love to plan. I always start in about April and I'm mostly done now. Uh, this year I've bought, I usually make my own planner, but this year I've bought a planner. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's the Ultimate Homeschool Planner by Deborah Bell. I think I've heard of that one. It's a Christian planner, so that might put some people off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's, it also has the ultimate daily planner for students that you can use with it. Uh-huh. So I have bought one of those for my eldest daughter to use on our sort of daily, weekly planning. And I do all my planning in a big um, ring binder. Uh-huh. And this year, I have even gone as far as to plan out week by week. <laughs> Are you able to stick with it? Well, <laughs> I've done it by week rather than by date. So I oh, just off as we go through. Um, so each 
subject has its own page and I just made a table um, in Word and put 36 weeks on and then filled in what we need to do each week to get through our curriculum and my ideas mm. and then just tick it off as we go along. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be trying to do this year. <laughs> I didn't do it so much of the planning last year, but I'm always in awe of you guys who are so well organized. <laughs> so are you involved in any local homeschooling groups? Homeschooling groups, yes. Um, I actually um, run a Yahoo group for local homeschoolers. Awesome. Um, which is used um, for people to make arrangements to meet with each other and educational trips, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually work as well, or I work part-time, mm-hmm. and I work for a local educational authority as the elective home education officer. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's not really. <laughs> cool. Um, so the question of the day is, what does mm-hmm. your daily routine look like or if there is such a thing <laughs> oh yes well we aspire to a daily routine <laughs> whether we actually get there every day is <laughs> yep. as you know yeah um, so what do you shoot for <laughs> so, yes yes well monday's thursday um we work on maths and grammar spelling reading phonics in the mornings and that, oh, we also have um, what, what we call circle time, which is our memory work. We do uh-huh. a lot of memory work. Okay. And then afternoons, we sometimes do a bit of science in the afternoons, sometimes do any history projects in the afternoons, um, any crafts, get out and about, that kind of thing. I work one afternoon a week. And... Um, then on Fridays is our more fun day. So we work on um, projects. Um, we've been doing um, a lot of artist study this year. So we've been working on that on Fridays. Oh, fun. Try and play educational games, that kind of thing on Fridays. Fun, fun Friday. <laughs> yes. yes. I like that, fun Friday. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I have children coming in and out of the door. Hopefully you can't hear all the noise that's going on over here. <laughs> I'm like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> go away. <laughs> uh, everyone is in bed here. Oh, that's right. It's late your time, huh? Was it like yes. 10 or 11 or 10? It's, it's 10, right? Yes, French past 10. Yes. Oh, oh my. Well, let's see. Did we get all, I think we got all of our questions answered. Is I that... think so. Very wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. I really appreciate you, or we really appreciate you coming on our show and and sharing a little bit about your life, your homeschool life with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, thank you very much. So today we're so happy to have Christy with us. Welcome, Christy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing really good. Um, Let's see. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, like your children, their ages, and where you live? Okay. We currently live in Maryland. Um, I have four children. Um, My oldest is 15 and a girl. And then I have three boys that are um, 12, almost eight, and five. 
and we're a military family. So when I say we're currently in Maryland, that means uh, for the moment. <laughs> I get you. I grew up in the Navy, so I completely understand. Yeah. I don't think we were in one place longer than two years, three years, somewhere around there. You guys move around yeah. that frequently too? Um, three years is our max anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun stuff. It makes, you, it makes your kids very resilient though. I can yes. say that for a fact. I, I, I love new things. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been homeschooling? Um, we have always homeschooled. Um, so this next coming year will be our 12th year. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. So why did you choose to homeschool then? Um, I didn't choose it. My <laughs> situation in life chose it. Um, uh-huh. My daughter, I was teaching public school, and my daughter was attending um, a private um, preschool and was just um, a little advanced and bored with the situation and had a December birthday and was missing a cutoff. And um, they didn't feel that it was appropriate to screen her to start kindergarten early, even though it was only by two months. So I was going on maternity leave with my second child and decided to homeschool through maternity leave to see what happened. And it's been going on 12 years now. (laughs) Funny how that happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. So what sort of educational philosophy do you follow, if, if any? I am a big, firm believer that every child has strengths and weaknesses, and my goal as a teacher is to teach them to live their life as fully as they can with those strengths and weaknesses. I have a background in special ed, so my brain always goes to, you know, if this is who you are for the rest of your life, then let's figure out how to make the most of it. And so I'm really, I'm very individualized with my education and um, pretty eclectic. No, nobody gets the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's very child-centered and, um, you know, I, I'm success-oriented. Awesome. And do you use any sort of planner or plan for your um, homeschool day? Um, I do not use a planner for myself. When I first started, uh, I did. I used a checklist to make sure that I had everything that I needed to do every day. Um, As my kids have gotten older, they have checklists that they use for themselves as they've become more independent to make sure that they do everything they're supposed to do during the week. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me personally, I've been doing it for so long now that it's pretty much second nature. So I just run through everything in my head and um, it's it's not a, a planner oriented kind of thing for me anymore. Ah, cool. Well, you probably had lots of practice with working for K-12, huh? (laughs) We should mention that you used to work for K-12. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Because that's just interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah, um, I I taught public school in the classroom for about six years. And then we moved and I decided that I really would like to keep my keep a job of some sort. Um, I was homeschooling my kids. And it was a a new charter school in the state that we moved to. And so I got a job working for them as a virtual teacher. I worked from home. I was the contact teacher for about 60 families. Um, I had to, con- I made contact with them at least once a month. Um, I did online testing. I did face-to-face um, reading screenings for younger kids. Um, sometimes older kids would call me for help with algebra problems and things like that. So it was a lot of fun and it was a good um, variation on seeing how people can school their children at home. Um, mm-hmm. But 
um, I did that for a while, and then we moved overseas, and that wasn't an option for me anymore. Ooh, where'd you go overseas? Um, we lived in Japan for three years. I lived in Japan. Where'd you live? Ditch. I lived in Iwakuni. It's about an hour south of Hiroshima. Oh, we, I lived in Okinawa. <laughs> oh, okay. For three so years. On, yeah. yeah, on the island. <laughs> uh, yeah, we lived on the main island. Um, are you involved with any local homeschooling groups? I am. Um, we're involved with two, actually. Um, both of them are secular homeschooling groups. One of them, um, we meet Monday, and it's a more formal co-op. We actually have classes um, that the children attend. And the other one, we meet on Thursday, and it's more informal. Um, we bring enrichment activities. We do a lot of hiking. We do um, nature walks. We swim. Um, it's it's a lot more child uh, led as opposed to the Monday group that's more adult led. Very cool. Do you, so you have a pretty big um, homeschool community in your area then? Um, yes and no. <laughs> I, I live in a city um, about an hour outside of Washington, D.C. And oh, wow. um, it's, it's a bit bigger down in the suburbs of, um, of D.C. There's a lot there's a a lot more. Um, where I am, I have to drive. So uh, one of my groups, I'm lucky, it's only 20 minutes away, and the other one is an hour away. Oh, well, that's cool. At least you got that. We've, ta- we've talked to some that didn't have anything nearby, so right. that yeah. always is sad. So while we know that there's not really a typical day, most of us don't really have a typical homeschool day, but um, what, what would your average day look like in your, in your homeschool family? Um, you know, we, we have a pretty laid back routine. Like, um, like I said, we have two days a week where we attend co-ops and things like that. So, um, on the days that we're home and we're doing our standard curriculum, um, the rule of thumb is usually I like to have everybody doing what they're supposed to be doing for the day by nine o'clock in the morning. Um, we're not morning people and (laughs) we, we get up and everybody (laughs) does their whatever exercise they need to do, they get their breakfast, they take a shower, whatever needs to be done. And around nine o'clock, everybody settles in. Um, Typically, my goal is to have not so much an idea of what exactly I'm teaching, but I like to have everybody on the same subject at the same time because I have four of them going. So if everybody's (laughs) working on math, at the same time, I'm not changing gears constantly. um, And it's a lot better for me. Um, that makes sense. So when I'm teaching re- the youngest one to read, the older ones are off reading in their bedrooms or laying on the couch or hanging upside down um, with a book <laughs> in front of them. And when I'm teaching math, everybody's working on math. And um, I encourage the older ones to teach the younger ones. And it's pretty it's pretty laid back. We're a dining table and sofa homeschool kind of family. We don't have an organized classroom. Um, everybody had their Rubbermaid drawer with their stuff in it. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, cool. We have those too. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to hear what other people do. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that pretty much covers it. I think so. Okay. So thank you so much, Christy. And we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So we hope you enjoyed those interviews with Jaylin and Christy. And we still have two more that we will be bringing episode after next (laughs) and uh, so stay tuned for that and if you like our show please leave us a review on itunes and tell your friends all about us you can follow us on twitter at savvy homeschool on facebook at facebook.com forward slash savvy homeschool moms 
on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool. And on Instagram, we are Savvy Homeschool Moms. And by the way, we posted a new picture of us recording today. Yep. <laughs> so go check it out. So you can Yes. <laughs> With our geeky headgear. <laughs> if you have any questions or comments, drop us an email at moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. For links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. You can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com, and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com, and the links for those are also on the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our About pages. Well, goodbye, everybody. Have a great week, and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. I would like to preface this first outtake by assuring you that the high that I mentioned is in reference to volume levels. It just went downhill from there. I just want to look at the what the volume looks like. God, I'm high. <laughs> I'm high. I'm high. <laughs> Sorry, that was pretty funny. <laughs> God, I'm high. <laughs> What kind of homeschooling are we doing? <laughs> Adam said, what kind of homeschooling are we doing here? <laughs> I almost said I'm Becky. <laughs> I was looking at your name at your name on the screen and I almost said I'm Becky. <laughs> That's not right. Oh, must not read and talk at the same time. It's just bad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ready? I gotta clear my throat. Hang on. Okay. <gasps> I'm ready. It sounded like you were gasping for air. <laughs> I I paused it. How did, I mean, I I, I don't know. It. Maybe it's because I, I just caught the last little tiny sound just as you muted it or something. It just oh. sounded like you were. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing a really really good thorough throat clearing. Nine one one. Becky can't breathe. Said help. <laughs> and now we'd like to have do some about that. Hmm. <laughs> Like we'd like to have some. Yes, we would. These <laughs> listeners recognize us. <laughs> Ta-da!